Welcome to the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. Welcome back into another edition of the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast, episode 103. It is Thursday, November 29th. We're recording a day late, Zach. We are. It's my it's my fault. I was a little sick under the weather last night. Yeah. I think uh, and you I know Zach, you had this for a couple of weeks in a row. Yeah, it's just, it, it is no fun. I feel like I'm over it. I'm hoping I'm over it. Um, so, yeah, hopefully hopefully you can knock this out. I don't think it was as bad as yours, obviously. I just – I get some sinus stuff, you know, a couple times throughout the year. I slept last night, Zach, from 6 p.m. to 7 a.m. this morning. Wow. You feel good? I feel great. Yeah. Yeah, I feel good enough to do this episode. We didn't record like we usually do on Wednesdays, but we're, we wanted to make sure we get an episode out. We considered not doing one this week and just saying, you know, we'll, we'll catch back up next week. But Zach, is the last regular season week of the CMB uh, regular season, I should say, last week before the playoffs. I know, it's crazy, isn't it? A lot of exciting stuff happening this week. We'll talk about the playoff implications later, certainly. A lot of exciting stuff in week 13 of the NFL Zach, before we move on, though, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. Um, lots of the pineapple casserole, you know, that I drafted with my first pick. Um, but here's, here's an odd thing about Thanksgiving this year that I noticed from my side of the family and, and Sarah's side. There was no macaroni and cheese. That's a problem. That's a problem. And uh, that needs to change next year. So hopefully it will. How was yours? I had a lot of mac and cheese. I think a uh, a problem for me was I didn't have any of this pineapple casserole that you're talking about. The more you talked about it, the more I wanted to try it. Yeah, you need to you need to definitely try it. I need some of that in my life. I wasn't going to spend too much time on it, but I wanted to at least bring this up. So a lot of times throughout the week, like if I'm watching Red Zone, I see something crazy happen. I have a little uh, you know set of notes or a little thread in my phone that I'll, I'll, I'll jot little notes down and say, hey, I want to make sure and talk about this on the podcast. And this is unrelated to football, but I think it was uh, – Thursday night, Friday night, I was at my parents' house in Cookville, and my dad, I don't know anyone who watches those like late night Dateline-ish shows on NBC more than Terry Pace. You know what I'm talking about, Zach? Okay, yeah. Like, like the murder mystery kind of stuff? Okay. My dad, like for years, as long as I can remember, he's obsessed with those. He sits and he'll watch them for like two, three hours. He used to record them on VHS tapes. Um, he's just in love with those. And so I'm watching it with him Friday night. And we're watching it, and uh, sometimes he'll just like any dad would. He just kind of says things out loud throughout. Like he comes up with his own little theory about what happened, you know. Yeah. And this in this story that he was watching on Dateline, a daughter-in-law, uh, we come to find out, murdered her mother-in-law to take her inheritance, and she purchased a track phone, and that's how they busted her, right? And the narrator, I think it was Lester Holt, said something like, you know, they had her on surveillance going into Dollar General and buying the track phone. And Lester Holt says, and most people know that a track phone is a burner phone. And dad, just without even thought, goes, hey, that's not the only thing a track phone is used for. And I just thought it was really funny. <laughs> I think my dad has like a second family. I think he's got a burner phone. And wow. it's, definitely, it's definitely a track phone. Is, is this something that we need to – have him on and question him about we, we need to investigate yeah i think so yeah my dad's been joking for years at like the dinner table uh we you know we'd come up with plans and ask him about something and you'd say hey can you come to that and he's like oh i think that's the night i'm with my other family <laughs> so maybe he wasn't kidding all these years but i oh. thought i'd share that yeah all right all right <laughs> let's move on zach let's take a trip around the league <laughs> 
Let's take a trip around the league. Week 13, Zach, we're here. We are a couple of weeks away from the end of the NFL's regular season, and it's the last week of our regular season before we move on to the playoffs next week. But a couple bits of news uh, as we head into this week. I would say the biggest news of the week involves uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. So they have lost seven straight games, and they decided to fire their offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett. Big changes in Jacksonville. While they fire the OC, they also bench Blake Bortles. Zach, what was your first reaction to this news? I mean, it's about time. Yeah. Yeah. I would say it is. Well, they, you know, they extended Bortles last offseason. I think it was a three-year extension, paying him like $56 million. And you had to wonder, what are they thinking? You know, they didn't have a high draft pick for the first time in a long time. So they couldn't really get the quarterback they wanted. But, you know, you got to come up with a better plan than Blake Bortles. And so they bench him this week. Cody Kessler gets the start. We'll see how that plays out. But also some big news in Jacksonville. Following a pretty big brawl, I would say, in the Buffalo-Jacksonville game last week where the Bills won, Leonard Fournette rushed the field and punched Carl Austin in the face. I'll never understand punching somebody who has a helmet on, uh, but that is what Leonard Fournette did, and he was suspended after that game. He's suspended for the basically the second half of that game, and then the NFL also suspended him for one game. Uh, he appealed on Tuesday, but the appeal was denied. So no Leonard Fournette for... Uh, Chase can't you just see Chase getting this news looking at his phone and just slightly just maybe just kind of slightly shaking his head you know yeah and this is the seventh this is the seventh game this year that Fournette has missed uh you know in games that he's had in over 10 carries which has only happened four times Fournette is averaging 20 fantasy points so when he's been in he's been you know somewhat productive but it's just really bad luck for Chase like you mentioned he now has to start LaShawn McCoy and Corey Clement, who we picked up this morning. And this is against, you know, Kevin White, his opponent this week, who Kevin needs to win to get in the playoffs. So really bad luck for Chase. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we mentioned Bortles earlier, too. wanted to throw this out there. Bortles has not been awful this year, I would say. He's had, you know, kind of an average Bortles season, if that's saying anything. 13 touchdowns, 10 picks, 325 rushing yards this year for Bortles. Uh, he's the 20th-ranked quarterback in CMB. He's ahead of Carson Wentz, Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield, Case Keenum, and even Marcus Mariota. And like I mentioned, his, thir- his 325 rushing yards, that's fifth among quarterbacks, only behind Cam Newton, Mitchell Trubisky, Deshaun Watson, and Lamar Jackson. So they could do worse on a fantasy level, obviously, at quarterback, but uh, Bortles just not getting it done. Nope. All right, next bit here. This is another running back. This is Le'Veon Bell. He's in the news. He's not going to play in 2018 like we know but he's already thrown out some feelers. Zach, have you seen uh, some of the stuff around Le'Veon this week? I just saw that he was talking about the Colts or saying, can you imagine or just imagine? Yeah, so he's trying to get the Colts' attention for 2019 is what it's looking like. Uh, The thing you mentioned, the NFL posted a graphic on Instagram of Andrew Luck's eight straight games with uh, three passing touchdowns or more. And like you said, Le'Veon Bell commented, just imagine with three of those wide-eye emojis. Uh, So that's kind of how rumors are spread in 2018. You see a player respond with some emojis, and that's how you know that a player is interested in another team. Yep, that's right. All right, lots of injuries this week, Zach. Probably the most injuries we've ever covered on this podcast, I would say. And I even – I had about four or five extra in here, and I took them out of the notes because they just weren't even worth mentioning. But um, the biggest injury of the week, for sure, and this just continues the bad luck for Chase – Melvin Gordon III, MCL sprain. He's out officially this week, and it happened on the dumbest possible play, too. 
the Chargers, they were already up by three scores, and they ran this, like, double reverse that ended with Gordon getting clipped. Uh, and so he left, basically missed all of the second half. I mean, this is just awful for Chase. He already has Fournette out being suspended and now Gordon. And so the combo of that suspension and that uh, injury, like I mentioned, in the second half, that got me the win against Chase in Week 12, I would say. If oh. those guys played in the second half, Chase would have beaten me. And I think it's going to give Chase a loss in Week 13 to Kevin. Oh, yeah. I, I think you're right. <laughs> we'll cover that in the picks of the week later, but bad luck for Chase continues. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr., bad luck for Greg Coe. He has a bone bruise in his knee. He's missed the last couple of weeks, but they officially placed him on IR. The Lions did. So he was actually eligible to return this week with that IR to return designation, but the Lions opted to sit him for the season. So no more Marvin Jones. Uh, Kenny Galladay time, officially. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a stud. And even more bad luck for Chase, his rooting interest in real life, the Colts, they just placed Jack Doyle on IR. Jack Doyle, who was on the Allman Brothers, had a kidney injury last week against the Dolphins. And like I said, he, was, he spent a couple of days in the hospital, but he's now on IR. So uh, bad luck for Chase and bad luck for uh, James and Blake. Well, it's all right for the Colts. They still got Eric Ebron, sponsored by H&F Industries. So he, he should be okay. Eric Ebron some ridiculous numbers by him. I saw this tweet from our friend Zach Kiefer at the Indy star who we had on in the preseason. He said 44 targets this season with 11 touchdowns. Let's not go over it. It's too soon. It's insane. Uh, All right. So too soon. let's, let's move on. All right. Per Zach's request, we'll move on. Andy Dalton, the backup quarterback for Tecmo power runners, uh, thumb injury last week in that embarrassing loss to the Browns. He's sent to IR and I would say, Zach, after the way that Andy Dalton's played in recent weeks without A.J. Green and now his you know, season-ending injury, I would imagine that Tecmo Power Runners regret not trading him to me when I, uh, I offered before and during the podcast. You remember when they came on? Oh, yeah, yeah. They were insulted by my offer, but turns out I was right. What was your offer? I don't remember. I actually don't remember either. It was probably, no. probably like my fifth or sixth receiver for Andy Dalton, but <laughs> he's put up like an average – he's averaged like 16 points since I – I requested that trade, and now he's on IR. So, uh, yeah, I guess kinda it worked like, out. Kind of like Dalvin Cook with us, yeah. Right, Yeah. right. But we won't talk about that. Let's not, not go. Move on. All right. Uh, strong side, bad news for them. Marlon Mack, the running back for the Colts, had a concussion. He's still in the protocol and is probably doubtful to play this week uh, against the Jaguars. Like I mentioned, he's still in the protocol. But strong side has Lamar Miller and Austin Eckler, and both of those guys are currently on strong side's bench. So I would say you've got to put Austin Eckler in your lineup if you're if you're strong side. Yeah, uh, it'll just be you, you just kind of want to see how they're going to divvy out the carries. But yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see with Eckler. Got the well, Eckler Eckler came in after Melvin Gordon went down, and I think he had eight catches in the second half alone. So he's a PPR machine if if you can have him in your starting lineup. I would advise that for for strong side for sure. Yeah. Like I mentioned earlier, though, A.J. Green for dragon injury with his toe injury. He's missed three weeks in a row, but he is likely to play in Sonny's matchup with the Broncos. I'll say this. Rich desperately needs uh, Green to play this week. He lost ECW and moved into seventh place in the standings, and he is in a you know win-and-get-in scenario this week to get in the playoffs. But if he loses, he's more than likely out. So he needs A.J. Green back in his lineup, who's currently on his bench. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things that can happen. He could still get in, though, if he loses. But, um, yeah, he definitely needs A.J. Green in there for sure. 
All right, last injury here I'll say is Evan Ingram for West Coast Wombats, a hamstring injury. He is doubtful for this week. I would say Evan Ingram is a bust candidate for 2018. I mean, he had so much hype going into the season, going into the draft. WCW, they picked him in the sixth round with the 10th pick. He's missed four games this season and has only gone over 10 points twice in the games he's played. So Evan Ingram, not a great start. Not a, He's a bus candidate for, for 2018. I think we need to put a, a thread out there on the Facebook thing or have people call in on the voicemail and tell us who their worst player was for their team this year. Oh, I have plenty for my own team. So I, I feel everyone's pain. Yeah, maybe, maybe on the next episode. All right, let's move on from these injuries. It's a little depressing. My voice has kind of dropped because it's just so sad to talk about. But uh, let's take a trip around CMB, Zach, and do a little Week 12 recap. Do you have our all-pro team for us? I do. Top quarterback was Kirk Cousins, 33.80. Your top wide receiver was uh, somebody with the last name Cooper. Have you heard of him? Uh, The guy that used to play for the Raiders? Yeah, yeah. He had 38 points. Wow. Uh, Juju had 37.90. McCaffrey had 46.70 it's insane and then some uh running back never heard of his last name's barkley and uh he's had 33.20 and another like the tight end never heard of this guy eric ebron 22.75 never heard of those guys <laughs> uh flex position chubb 27.80 and kicker had a three-way tie um and 12 points so janikowski was this Ro- how do you say this guy Ro- rose Ro- Rojas. Rojas. I think. Fairbarn or whatever his name is for uh, Houston. Not sure. Anyways, 12 points for those guys. Uh, DST, Baltimore, 22. And then I don't even want to try to say this guy's name for uh, the DST or the defensive players. Robert uh, M-K-E-M-D-I-C-H-E. Oh, Robert Kimdichie. Oh, my gosh, Pace. Look at you. Played at Ole Miss. Yeah, he's a first-round pick. Oh, my gosh. Stop. Just stop. All right. Anyways, 20.50 points, defensive tackle for Arizona. Uh, Matt Judon, maybe, 19.25. Xavier Howard, 18.75. Jordan uh, Poyer, 18.50. And Jeff Heath. Thank God for Jeff Heath. I mean, all those names. That was ridiculous. (laughs) 17.25. Bringing us to a total of 368.40, which is our second lowest point total of the year uh with which the lowest was week eight which was 360 points would you like to guess the highest week total that we've had so far which was it was it last week no uh week eight i'm just taking a stab in the dark no no that was this that was the lowest was week eight that we just and the highest was week one we had oh 440 449.75 points that week that was when Fitz Magic, Fitz Magic started, you know, and they had like, I don't know. Oh, that's right. 40-something. Um, that was – Fitzpatrick had 50 points that week. Tyreek Hill had 47. Michael Thomas, 38. Kamara had 43. Connor, 34. Cook, 27. Deshaun Jackson, 31. All the IDPs had like 33, 28, 26, 23, 22. Top defensive team was the Jets, so 26. And Greg Zerline was 16. So that's what 449 looks like. That was the uh, week one. That was the Darius Leonard come out party. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That was, that was a big week. So, yeah, anyways, 368 this week. Nothing that great. Okay, and here's another question for you. The most added player in all of Yahoo Fantasy was who? This week? This week. 
Oh, uh, last week. Pretty oh, not and not including our our league. That's like all of Yahoo. Yeah, all of Yahoo. So like, I took off all the filters, all the players. This is the most added person. Who is it? I may start doing this in the future. Lamar Jackson. No, it was Seattle's DST. Seattle's DST was the number oh. one pickup this week. And oh, uh, heading into heading into this week, I see what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, heading into this week. Who do they play? When when the waivers cleared. Um, they were the number one pick. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head who they picked, but I know that Kevin picked them up. Oh, I think it's I think it's San Fran. Okay, so Kevin picked them up uh, yesterday, I think, um, for so, free. Yeah, for free. So he got the most added player this week, and he's playing them this week. They're in their starting lineup. So you mentioned Xavier Howard, who is the IDP this week, uh, the corner for the Dolphins. And I don't know if you saw this play, Zach, or the series of plays, but I was watching Red Zone, and they had the Colts-Miami game, which was like kind of a sneaky good game uh, for most of it. I think the Colts were picked to win handedly, and the Dolphins made it a really good game. So, Andrew Luck, there's a pick to Xavier Howard. And then the first play the Dolphins run is a fumble. And then the very first play the Colts have is another pick, again, to Xavier Howard. So, in two – plays he basically put what up eight points is it four points for interceptions in our league yeah something like that so it's a pick fumble pick all three plays in a row pretty insane yeah uh i mentioned darius leonard earlier zach and it reminded me i wanted to talk a little bit about i know you think i have a crush on this guy but jake standifer of kemp's crew his roster in 2018 is ridiculous oh yeah and i saw some stats this week this was on pro football uh talk pro football talk with mike florio Big Ben leads the league with 472 passing attempts. So for Jake, he's getting a lot of, uh, I don't want to say production necessarily. I mean, Big Ben's had, he's had volume, I should say. He's had a really good season, but he's also, he's had the opportunity because he's thrown the ball almost 500 times already. Uh, Jake, like we mentioned earlier, he has the prize fab IDP of the year, Darius Leonard, who leads the league in tackles. So he's, I would say he's the favorite to win uh, rookie defensive player of the year. Oh, easy. And then the Jake's number 12 overall pick, Christian McCaffrey, leads the league in combined rushing and receiving yards. Oh, gosh, yeah. So Jake yep. is just – it just continues for him. Yes, yep. He had – oh, and last week too, I should mention this. The season's largest margin of victory – here's a little quiz question for you, Zach. Who was it? Um, I'm guessing it involves Jake. It involves Jake. Kemp's crew beat West Coast Wombats 207.95 to 104.60 in Week 12, a 103.35-point margin of victory, which was the highest margin in any matchup all season. Ooh, insane. Jake has had the highest margin of victory of the week four times this season, and three of them have happened in the past four weeks. Yeah. So really finishing the season strong, Jake is, and staying in first place, his points for is just far and away from everyone else. Do you still think Jake is destined? Yes, I do think that Jake is destined, although I am worried that he may have uh, jinxed himself, may have put a curse on himself by forgetting uh, Sean Kemp's birthday. So I, I let him know that via text. Yeah, I saw that. That was pretty great. Yeah, so, I mean, you never know. But, I mean, there's some other good teams. Um, Tecmo and Strongside have all thrown up just some pretty good numbers as of late. You know, anytime anybody's eclipsing 200 points, that definitely gets your attention. Um, So, I mean, I definitely like um, those three teams right there for sure. They've just – they've done well as of late. you got to pay attention to that stuff. 
we saw the season's largest margin of victory, like I mentioned with Jake in his matchup last week. But last week, we also saw the two longest plays from scrimmage all season happen in Week 12. In the fourth quarter of the Steelers-Broncos game, Big Ben, Jake's quarterback, dropped back in the end zone, in his own end zone, and hit Juju Smith-Schuster on a slant. Juju took it 97 yards to the house. The 15.7-point play was the longest play from scrimmage so far this season. Until one day later, when Lamar Miller broke off his second 97-yard touchdown run of his career, did it against the Titans on Monday Night Football. So two 97-yard plays happened in the same week, one day apart, and that was uh, the two longest plays from scrimmage of the season. Yeah, it was weird watching Lamar Miller do it. Uh, he's just been so bad this year, and he's yeah. had good games, and then he broke that one. I'm like, is this really happening? You know, I mean, it's just so bizarre. And, uh, yeah, we're well aware of the uh, Juju Smith uh, Schuster touchdown as that basically um, hand delivered us a loss. So. Right. Yeah, he's been just insane for Tecmo, who have they have Juju Smith Schuster and Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is still the number one receiver in fantasy after having his bye week last week. Yeah. Uh, and let's talk about the standings a little bit here. So you just mentioned Tecmo. They they won last week against H and F. Their third win in a row. But we have some pretty impressive win streaks, Zach. When, have you looked at the standings recently? I have. I see Greg's uh, won five in a row. It's impressive. East Coast won four in a row, uh, and Strong Side has won three in a row. And some teams at the bottom here, Big Orange Bullies, man, bad luck for Chase like we've talked about. He's lost five straight. Man, yeah. IDPs has lost four straight and three straight for Isaiah 40-31. Zach, I mean, just looking in the last week of the regular season, besides the win streaks here and the losing streaks, what uh, stands out when you look at the standings? Um, the ice bucket championship coming up. That's what stands out. Right. Yeah. So a lot of playoff implications this week, the last week of the regular season, we keep mentioning it. Zach, who's in currently and who is out? Kim's crew, strong side, East coast, Tecmo, Greg, West coast. And there's two more spots up for grabs, um, this week. So it's and safe to say the Almond Brothers, Big Orange Bullies, IDPs, and Isaiah 4031 are all confirmed out. So the four, two, four, and eight teams, Almond Brothers and Big Orange Bullies, and then two, three, and nine teams, IDP still suck, and Isaiah 4031. We predicted it last week, Zach. We said that that would be the ice bucket matchup, J&J versus Jordan, and that's going to happen this week. Oh, yes. Yes, it is. It's must, so, must, must see fantasy. We're in a we're in a situation right now, Zach, where there are four teams fighting for the final two spots. You just mentioned them earlier. It's Dragon Energy. It's you, H&F Industries, your worst nightmare, Kevin, and myself, pacing your face. Uh, so basically, Dragon Energy and H&F, you guys have the points four in your favor, and you guys would win any ton of, type of tiebreaker should all four of those teams that are in the hunt, uh, were, if they were all to win. But it's definitely a four-team race. All four of us, we all uh, have different opponents, and we aren't playing each other. It's uh, it's exciting for those four teams. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, just looking at the schedule and stuff, Rish definitely has an advantage being, um, you know, six and six right there. So he wins. He's definitely, you know, in. No questions asked for Rish. Um, but if he loses, that's when things get in- interesting. Um, but I think – the team that you definitely don't want to get in there is Kevin. You know, like I've said right. before, I think that he can make the, mo- the most noise um, if he was to get in, you know, into the playoffs. I think he's got a really uh, strong team. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. 
I'll have to go back and look and see what happened earlier in the season. I'm just I'm still stunned that West Coast Wombats has locked in a playoff spot. They're there. They're the last one in right now. So they they've uh, clinched number six standing right now. They have 1,909 points for this season, which if you look at the standings, that's the second lowest in the league. Yeah. And yeah. there's and they are in the playoffs already. I it's just I think you you mentioned Kevin being the team you don't want to play. I think West Coast is the team you want to play if you're in that first round. Yeah. Um, you know, having Derek Henry has really hurt them. Uh, just not having that consistent second running back has really been tough for them. But yeah, I mean, that's how fantasy goes. It's just um, all luck of the draw, especially with the scheduling and stuff like that. And um, having the second least points, they're still able to to get into the playoffs. So that's just how it goes. They've definitely made up for Derek Henry and Evan Ingram with Jared Goff and Alvin Kamara, though, I would say. Oh, yeah. Alvin Kamara. Yeah. All right, Zach, let's look at the Pick'em Challenge standings real quickly here, if anyone cares. Zach, who is at the top of the Pick'em standings? Suggs is looking like he's going to win this. Uh, he's He's got five point. He's got a five-point lead. And there's a handful of us that are all still in it. Um, let's see. I would, I would call all these people in it as of right now. Uh, myself, Chase, you, Greg, Reed, Jay, Kevin, and uh, there's still some 43s in there. Jeff and John, uh, Jake has 40. There would have to be some real um, big upsets, you know. But anything can happen, you know, especially, you know, picking teams and stuff like that. But it's looking like um, if Matt just plays it safe here, he should hold the lead and get the first selection. Hey, Matt's counterpart, who you say does not participate in this league, went 6-1 and one in his picks in Week 12. It's probably Matt. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Double his chances. Yeah, probably. Uh, and just remind everyone, Zach, so the, just because the season ends this week, the regular season, the pick'em extends through the playoffs. Yeah, you got to go all the way to the championship. So we got week this week and then three more after this to make picks. So 14, 15, 16. All right, let's look at our own pick'em challenge. And this is our locks and bold predictions. Zach, last week you locked Tecmo over HNF. You picked against yourself and you won as Tecmo finished with that eight-point win over HNF. And like you said, the the Juju Smith Schuster touchdown sealed it for for Tecmo. Yep. All right, and your bold prediction was Dion Lewis going over a hundred yards receiving against the Texans on Monday night. Took an L there. He only had thirty-three yards receiving, but he also he only had eight yards rushing. Yeah, they look terrible. I think the Titans' leading rusher is Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Did, I saw some stat, and it said uh, – this was on Twitter. I can't remember who it was. Maybe the Field Yates guy. But it was the running back with the most yardage or positive yardage. And Derrick Henry is at the top after contact. He's always gotten, you know, positive yardage. And then the one with the least was De- uh, Deion Lewis. Amazing. It's crazy. Same backfield. Backfield's been really bad for the Titans. Their change of offense has been a, a pass-heavy offense, but they're not even that great at passing. So just really bad all around for offense. And to be a fantasy owner of a Titans player this year has been so up and down. For Chase, he's kind of ridden the Corey Davis wave, and he's tried to trade him earlier this year. So he's he's a boomer bust candidate when it comes each you know week to week in fantasy. But you know the Titans not something you want to be involved with in fantasy. Yeah, I agree. I locked the Almond Brothers. And they won last week over J&J. It was a four-point win over IDP Still Suck. And I think they didn't have the win 
uh, right as the matchup ended, like on Monday night. But I think what happened was is Yahoo did some some stat corrections and changed some solo tackles to assisted tackles or something, I want to say. And that gave IDP's The Loss and Allman Brothers a win, taking them out of the ice bucket uh, consideration. Yep. My bold prediction was two touchdowns for David Njoku. He didn't have two, but he had one amazing touchdown. It was a crowd surf. Did you see that touchdown, Zach? I did not. Nope. Basically what happened, it was like in the second quarter, and I had Baker, so I was just – it didn't really matter what happened. I, I was rooting for my quarterback, but also I was rooting for David Njoku for my bold prediction. He gets the ball on a screen, and he starts diving for the end zone. Like he, went to, he, he leapt at the eight-yard line. Wow. And obviously, there's no chance he gets in, but he takes a huge jump at the eight, and, and he, he gets tackled, but the tackle is in midair, and I think it was like Joel Batonio or one of his guards – came up behind him and literally just shoved Njoku, you know, five, six yards and pushed him into the end zone. <laughs> wow. It was pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, and later in the game, there was another touchdown in the back of the end zone to a tight end for the Browns. The tight end, though, was number, number 88. And I got really excited because I thought the jersey said 85. And 85 is David Njoku. So he, he uh, just missed my bold prediction. So I didn't get that one. So you have the position, right? You just – Right. I did say that Njoku would finish with more points than Cameron Brait, which he did, but I also said that Tecmo would move Njoku back into their lineup, uh, which they didn't. So they're still starting Cameron Brait. We'll see what happens for them uh, this week. And with that, before we move on to our picks, let's talk about some implications for this week, and let's look at the fab recap. Not a lot this week. It wasn't like a week that had a ton of injuries, and there were guys who uh, were to be had in fab. But David Moore, the Seahawks wide receiver who caught uh, what was essentially the game-winning touchdown for the Seahawks, uh, he's picked up for $3 by Greg Coe. And Greg gets an early win over Kemp's crew, who he plays this week. He bid $3, and Kemp's crew bid 2 So Kevin – Kevin. Greg wins by a buck there for David Moore. And then the next receiver here, it was basically a reverse of what happened with David Moore. Bruce Ellington, the – receiver now for Detroit who takes over for Marvin Jones Kim's crew bid six dollars and Greg Coe bid five so Jake wins by a buck all right I was going to bid on Bruce Ellington and I was told by a guy that I work with who's a Lions fan from Detroit he's like yeah you don't want any part of Bruce Ellington (laughs) (laughs) so so we'll see what happens there Uh, and not really not a lot to talk about the non-competes it was kind of a boring week uh, with fab but I will say, though, that the Allman Brothers, they bid $0 on Bruce Ellington. And they, they, thought, they'd get, they thought they'd get him for free, and they still have not spent a single dollar in fab. And, wow, yeah. Yeah, we need to talk to them about that. Yeah, what is going on? Yeah, I don't know. All right, Zach, let's move on here, our last segment. Let's make our picks of the week. Picks of the week. These first couple matchups are kind of boring. There are no playoff implications here. These are the teams at the top. Strong side number two versus Tecmo Power Runners number four. Zach, I'm picking Tecmo this week. A.J. Green is back for Cincinnati, which really will cut into John Ross's value for strong side. And I really like big performances this week for Cam Newton against Tampa Bay and Kenny Galladay against the Rams for Tecmo. So I'm going with them. Yeah, I mean, we just played him and they put up 200 points. So good luck. Greg Coe, number five, versus Kemp's crew, number one. I'm going to pick Greg Coe, and I'm going to say that Kemp's crew uh, moves out of first place. But uh, I'm, I'm picking 
Gregco this week. Jake is starting Josh Doxson against the Eagles, who I know they're giving up the second most fantasy points to receivers, but Josh Doxson's been terrible. Even with 10 targets, he only put up 12.6 points last week, and I really don't like Tevin Coleman against Baltimore, who is giving up the second fewest points to running backs. So I'm going to go with Greg. What if I told you that Darius Leonard could play wide receiver and then Josh Doxson would go into the IDP? You'd feel pretty good about it. I mean, Darius Leonard is basically getting receiver points each week. Exactly. So it doesn't matter. I'm picking Jake. All right. Next one here. This is the first one with playoff implications. This is West Coast Wombats, number six. They're already in, but they're playing Dragon Energy, number seven, who needs a win this week to get in. I want to talk myself into West Coast this week. I really do because I need Rich to lose. But they're starting Derrick Henry and Alfred Blue. Rich doesn't. Gosh, Alfred Blue. Why? I know. Rich doesn't. I don't understand why. I didn't look they at their bench. Changed, they haven't changed their lineup yet. Yeah. They're, they're going to put in, in Goff, and they're going to put in Cooks. Okay. Yeah, they just haven't swapped their line out yet. Lineup yet. So. Well, we'll see. I mean, Rich doesn't have a great lineup this week either, but I think he wins, and he's going to leave that eighth spot open for you, Kevin, and me. So he's going he's gonna to win this week. He's going to take the number seven playoff spot and leave that eighth one up for grabs. I'm going to put. I'm going to give this one to West Coast. Um, change your lineup, ASAP. But right. yeah. So. All right. Next one here. Big Orange Bullies, number twelve versus your worst nightmare, number nine. This Chase. Can, this cannot be your lock of the week. It can't. I, I just have, I have a feeling you're going to do that. And it I, is that like low hanging fruit? It's, yeah. So easy. You can't. You can't. <sighs> All right. Well, it actually was both, both of his starting running backs. It was my lock of the week, actually. Uh, but I'll just. I'll change it. I, it's no longer my lock of the week. Okay. All right. All right. Big Orange Bullies, number 12. Your worst nightmare, number nine. Chase is trying to play spoilers this week and keep Kevin from getting in the playoffs. But his fantasy situation, like you just said, it's so unfortunate with Fournette suspended. Gordon's out with that MCL. Kevin gets Patrick Mahomes back in a sweet matchup with the Raiders. And he gets another sweet matchup with Philip Lindsay against the Bengals, who's giving up the third most fantasy points to running backs. This one's not going to be close. Picking your worst nightmare. Yeah. Sorry, Chase. I know it's it's no fun. It's unfortunate. But, uh, yeah, you got to give this one to Kevin. All right. Next one here. This one is my own rooting interest. And since you wouldn't let me pick uh, Big Orange Bullies as my – or your worst nightmare as my lock of the week, I'm going to pick myself as the lock of the week. Whoa. I'm, getting, I'm getting in the playoffs. Whoa. It's, it's going to happen. I'm picking myself. I get Kareem Hunt back this week in a great matchup with the Raiders. I like Gus Edwards, uh, the running back for the Ravens. He's had over 100 yards in each of his last two weeks as the starter, and he gets to play that awful Falcons defense. Plus, East Coast has Eli Manning and Saquon Barkley against the number one defense in the Chicago Bears. Give me pace in your face, my lock of the week. Wow, wow, lock of the week. Oh, man. Um, This one is tough. I'm just looking at it. Um, I'm going to go with uh, East Coast. I'm going with East Coast. And, you know, certainly you don't have any rooting interest there for me to lose, right? Right, yes. <laughs> All right. Next one here, this is you, Zach. H&F Industries, eighth overall right now against the Almond Brothers, number 11. Zach, I'm picking against you this week. I'm picking the Almond Brothers. It is a super close matchup on projections. I don't know if you've seen this yet, but as of, you know, 12.39 p.m. on Thursday while we're recording – H&F is projected to win 193.63 to 193.93. Or flip, flip-flop that. 193.93 to 193.63. Uh, 
So Yahoo is saying this is a close one. I like a bounce back game for James Conner against the Chargers at home uh, for Almond Brothers. And my bold prediction is similar to yours last week, Zach. You picked Deion Lewis to go over 100 rushing or receiving yards. I'm picking Deion Lewis. He's going to score over 25 fantasy points, which he has not done all season. It must be fate. It must be fate. His most, the highest he scored is like 22. Great. Thanks, Pace. Appreciate it. Who you, who have you got in this one? Zach? Uh, I'm picking the Almond Brothers. Uh, I don't think we're going to get in. Um, Almond Brothers really have a good team. I would have. I wish we would have faced them when they were um, not healthy and uh, didn't have all their players back. But they've got a really good team. Um, yeah. And I, I'm going to give it to them. Yeah, it's a shame that they can't get in the playoffs because I I do think they have a strong team. And if they yeah, would have really if they would have won a few games earlier in the year, they they probably could have got it in the playoffs. Yep, I agree. Right. Last matchup. This is the Ice Bucket Bowl. It's IDP still suck number thirteen versus Isaiah forty thirty one number fourteen. Is there a reason to pick this matchup? <laughs> oh man, Jordan Jordan is starting Wendell Smallwood. I know. We're laughing about this. Our guy uh, Adams will probably get hurt. Wendell Smallwood will go off. Um, that's usually what happens when we, we say this stuff. But I mean, you got you got to give it to IDPs here. You have to. Jordan is destined for the ice bucket. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. We talk we talk about Jake being destined to win. Jordan's destined to lose. Like you said, he's got Wendell Smallwood who scored 1.25 points last week in his starting lineup. So basically he got a solo tackle and that's it as a starting running back. Yes. Yes. He, and, got, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say he's got golden Tate who is averaged just 7.2 points since he was traded to the Eagles four weeks ago. Frank wow. Gore. He's got Frank Gore in his lineup. Miami's 35 year old, you know, number two running back and Chris Herndon, the Jets tight end who is facing the Titans, a team that's giving up the fewest fancy points to tight end. So yeah. Yeah. Not looking good. It is not looking good. Um, I mean, is it is this low-hanging fruit to make my lock of the week? Oh, no. I mean, the projection's a little closer. Uh, I'm going to give it lock of the week IDPs. There's no way they lose this. There's, just, think, there's no way. I don't hey, think you ever made a bold prediction. Yeah. Hey, and um, we actually have a voicemail from Jordan regarding this matchup. Do you want to hear it? Oh, do we really? Let's hear yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Here we go. Hello, this is Jordan Iwanison with Isaiah4031. I have been asked about my uh, views on what the chances are of winning the the so-called Ice Bucket Challenge, I guess, uh, matched up with uh, IDP Still Suck. And and I actually have uh, no prediction on uh, that particular (laughs) match. Anything can happen. It seems like in a game of fantasy, and I feel like I'm I'm positioned pretty well uh, to, to win that game against IDP Still Suck. But we'll just see what has uh, what has to transpire and what has to happen uh, this weekend. Uh, I've got some players that are uh, they have potential. It's a lot of my potential has kind of been squandered throughout the year, uh, but you never know. I've got ones that kind of produce when I'm least expected to, and and I guess it's been that way for a lot of teams this year. So we will just have to see what happens this weekend. I will say I have not done a ice bucket challenge since that was going viral back several years ago. So. So that may uh, change this year. We'll just have to see what happens. Uh, not not had the ice bucket challenge happen throughout this thing. It was something I did voluntarily uh, for uh, back when that was being done for good charity work and that sort of thing. So as far as as far as the league goes, I think I'm going to have a stellar uh, 
for the last several years. So this, this year may be different. We'll just have to see what happens. Uh, take care. Wish everyone the best this last regular season weekend. I know we need some more fire from uh, Jordan on that one, but oh my goodness, it's, it's not it's not in his DNA. Now it's really not. Now here's what I want to I want to say about this is that whenever somebody leaves a voicemail, I get an email and then it kind of transcribes um, <laughs> voice to text, and it says it keeps saying that IDP still suck that their name is IDP salsa, so I need everybody to go back and listen to it and I, and the way that Jordan says it. You can almost hear IDP salsa. So I think that might need to be their new name. Is IDP, I agree. IDP salsa. Next year, you know, let's just go with that. I think it's good. Um, so I think that Suggs can do a lot with that, you know, as far as the logo goes. So IDP salsa. I like and then it. I'll change my name to Pace Salsa and we'll have a rivalry. Ooh, I do like that. I do like that. But uh, listen, if Jordan gets the ice bucket, I'm I'm really I mean like legitimately excited to see him in the eagle mask get just destroyed with with water and ice. I think it'll be hilarious. I so in that voicemail right at the top when he said and I was not surprised by this at all. He said I have no prediction for this matchup with IDP still suck or salsa. Sorry. I just I was not surprised at all because you can't expect Jordan to trash talk anyone or pick anyone against himself even. He's too humble, and it's why I think he's going to get the ice bucket. Yep, I, I think it's going to be waiting for him. And, and remember, if you're listening, Jordan, you've got to do it before kickoff on Super Bowl Sunday. Yep, and it's got to – I mean, I don't want to set any more parameters. We can't really at this point. Zach, we'll talk next week after we assume Jordan will have the ice bucket. Let's talk next week about some things we want to see done in the ice bucket video. Okay, I like it. All right, Zach, let's move on here. Those were our picks of the week. Let's move on to our tweet of the week. Do you have anything for us? Um, I think I do. Tweet of the week. Well, this was – you know, I sent this to you. Um, this was right after the Jaguars named Cody Kessler their starting quarterback. And the uh, Twitter handle Blake Bortles facts tweeted out immediately. And they, they just quoted that Adam Schefter report saying that Cody Kessler was a starting quarterback. And Blake Bortles facts says, we ask that you please not add us during this very difficult time. <laughs> <laughs> and it just got a, I was just laughing at that. And it was uh, like 39,000 times. And then below it, when you click on the thread, it's, they've got a screenshot where they blocked the Jaguars. So um, I don't know. It's just pretty funny. It was a good account. So hopefully yeah, they keep going. That's pretty good. We had previously written them off on the podcast, but stuff like that, you got to bring them back. Yeah, absolutely. All right. My tweet of the week, this one was from Josh three Rosen. So Josh Rosen, the rookie quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. And I, this came on my radar because I was watching, I think it was come on man that they do on Monday night. And during the 45 to 10 loss uh, that the Cardinals were handed to by the chargers, they were trying to come back. And Josh Rosen rolls right. And I didn't see this live during the game, but the side judge, the referee, takes the flag. There's a uh, penalty on the play. And he throws it onto the field, and he throws it right at Josh Rosen's hand. Like, it literally hits him. The flag does. Yes. And Josh Rosen, he tweeted, he said, Coaches, you got to be ready as a rookie. They'll throw new things at you every week. Yes, yeah. I saw that. And it looks like, you know, for a split second, he looks where it came from, you know, like – right. I don't know, but I watched it a few times. That was pretty crazy. 
Yeah, pretty good. So those were our tweets of the week. We've made our picks. Zach, it is the last week of the regular season, like we mentioned, like Jordan Iwanson mentioned in his voicemail, a volunteer voicemail from Jordan that came unexpected, and uh, it's the final week. We move into the playoffs next week. It's going to be a condensed episode because we have fewer teams to talk about. Yeah, that's right. But we will be talking about the ice bucket. That we will. Zach, episode 103 in the books. What do you got for us? That's a W. That's E1.